Chapter Three, Part Two of the Rosicrucian Mysteries by Max Heindel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kirk Ziegler. The Visible and the Invisible World. Among the denizens of this region of concrete thought, we may note particularly two classes. One is called the Powers of Darkness by Paul, and the mystic investigator of the Western world, known to them as Lords of Mind. They were human at the time when the earth was in a condition of darkness such as worlds in the making go through before they become luminous and reach the fire-mist stage. At that time we were in our mineral evolution. That is to say, the human spirit which has now awakened was encrusted with the ball of mind-stuff, which was then the earth. At the present time, the present human spirits were as much asleep as is the life which ensouls our minerals today. And as we are working with the chemical constituents of the earth, molding them into houses, railways, steamboats, chairs, etc., those beings who are now lords of the mind worked with us when we were mineral-like. They have since advanced three steps, through stages similar to that of the angels and archangels, before they attained their present position and became creative intelligences. They are expert builders of mind-stuff, as we are builders of the present material substances, and therefore they have given us necessary help to acquire a mind which is the highest development of the human being. According to the foregoing explanation, it seems to be an anomaly when Paul speaks of them as evil and exhorts us to withstand them. The difficulty disappears, however, when we understand that good and evil are but relative qualities. An illustration will make the point clear. Let us suppose that an expert organ-builder has constructed a wonderful organ, a masterpiece. Then he has followed his vocation in the proper manner and is therefore to be commended for the good job which he has done. But if he is not satisfied to leave well enough alone, if he refuses to give up his product to the musician who understands how to play upon the instrument, if he intrudes his presence into the concert hall, he is out of place and to be censored as evil. Similarly, the lords of mind did the greatest possible service to humanity when they helped us to acquire our mind but many subtle thought influences came from them, and are to be resisted, as Paul very properly emphasizes. Other class of beings which must be mentioned are called archetypical forces by the Western school of occultism. They direct the energies of the creative archetypes native to this realm. They are the composite class of beings of many different grades of intelligences, and there is one stage in the cyclic journey of the human spirit when that also labors in, and is part of, that great host of beings. For the human spirit is also destined to become a great creative intelligence at some future time, and if there were no school wherein it could gradually learn to create, it would not be able to advance, for nothing in nature is done suddenly. An acorn planted in the soil does not become a majestic oak overnight, but many years of slow, persistent growth are required before it attains the stature of a giant of the forest. A man does not become an angel by the mere fact of dying and entering a new world any more than an animal advances to be a man by the same process. But in time all that lives mounts the ladder of being from the clod to the god. There is no limitation possible to the spirit, and so at various stages in its unfoldment the human spirit works with the other nature forces, according to the stage of intelligence which it has attained. 
it creates changes and remodels the earth upon which it is to live thus under the great law of cause and effect which we observe in nearly every realm of nature it reaps upon earth what it has sown in heaven and vice versa it grows slowly but persistently and advances continually the region of abstract thought various religious systems have been given to humanity at different times each suited to meet the spiritual needs of the people among whom it was promulgated and coming from the same divine source god all religions exhibit similar fundamentals or first principles all systems teach that there was a time when darkness reigned supreme every which we now perceive was non-existent earth sky and the heavenly bodies were uncreate so were the multitudinous forms which live and move upon the various planets all was yet in fluidic condition and the universal spirit brooded quiescent in limitless space as one existence the greeks call that condition homogeneity chaos and the state of orderly segregation which we now see the marching orbs which illumine the vaulted canopy of heaven the stately procession of planets around a central light the majestic sun the unbroken sequence of the seasons and the unvarying alternation of tidal ebb and flow all this aggregate of systematic order was called cosmos and was supposed to have proceeded from chaos the christian mystic obtains a deeper comprehension when he opens his bible and ponders the first five verses of that brightest gem of all spiritual lore the gospel of st john as he reverently opens his aspiring heart to acquire understanding of those sublime mystical teachings he transcends from the form side of nature comprising various realms of which we have been speaking and finds himself in the spirit as did the prophets of olden times he is then in the region of abstract thought and sees the eternal verities which paul also beheld in this the third heaven for those among us who are unable to obtain knowledge save by reasoning upon the matter however it will be necessary to examine the fundamental meaning of words used by st john to clothe his wonderful teaching which was originally given in the greek language a much simpler matter than is commonly supposed for greek words have been freely introduced into our modern languages particularly in scientific forms and we shall show how this ancient teaching is supported by the latest discoveries of modern science the opening verse of the gospel of st john is as follows in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god we examine the words beginning word and god we may also note that in the greek version the concluding sentence reads and god was the word a difference which makes a great distinction it is an axiomatic truth that out of nothing nothing comes and it has often been asserted by scoffers that the bible teaches generation from nothing we readily agree that translations into the modern language promulgate this erroneous doctrine but we have shown in the rosicrucian cosmo conception the chapter on occult analysis of genesis that the hebrew text speaks of an ever-existing essence as the basis whence all forms the earth and the heavenly lights included were first created and john also gives the same teaching the greek word arch in the opening sentence of the gospel of st john has been translated to the beginning and it may be said to have that meaning but it also has other valid interpretations vastly more significant of the idea john wished to convey 
it means elementary condition a chief source a first principle primordial matter there was a time when science insisted that the elements were immutable that is to say that an atom of iron had been an atom of iron since the earth was formed and would so remain to the end of time the alchemists were sneered at as fanciful dreamers or madmen but since professor j j thompson's discovery of the electron the atomic theory of matter is no longer tenable the principle of radioactivity has later vindicated the alchemists science and the bible agree in teaching that all that is has been formed from one homogeneous substance it is that basic principle which john called arc primordial matter and the dictionary defines archaeology as the science of the origin of things mason's style god the grand architect for the greek word tektos means builder and god is the chief builder tektos of the ark the primordial virgin matter which is also the chief source of all things thus we see that when the opening sentence of st john's gospel is properly translated our christian religion teaches that once a virgin substance enfolded the divine thinker god that is the identical condition which the earlier greeks called chaos a little thought will make it evident that we are not arbitrary in finding fault with the translation of the gospel for it is self-evident that a word cannot be the beginning a thought must precede the word and a thinker must originate thought before it can be expressed as a word when properly translated the teaching of john embodies that idea for the greek term logos means both the reasonable thought we also say logic and the word which expresses this logical thought one in the primordial substance was thought and the thought was with god and god was the word two that the word also was with god in the primal state later the divine word the creative fiat reverberates through space and segregates the homogeneous virgin substance into separate forms three everything has come into existence because of that prime fact or the word of god and no thing exists apart from that fact four in that was life in the alphabet we have a few elementary sounds from which words may be constructed they are basic elements of expression as bricks iron and lumber are raw materials of architecture or as a few notes are component parts of music but a heap of bricks iron and lumber is not a house neither is a jumbled mass of notes music nor can we call a haphazard arrangement of alphabetical sounds a word these raw materials are prime necessities in construction of architecture music literature or poetry but the contour of the finished product and the purpose it will serve depend upon the arrangement of the raw materials which is subject to the constructor's design building materials may be formed into prison or palace notes may be arranged as fanfare or funeral dirge words may be indicted to inspire passion or speech all according to the will of the designer so also the majestic rhythm of the word of god has wrought the primal substance arc into the multitudinous forms which compromise the phenomenal world according to his will did the reader ever stop to consider the wonderful power of a human word coming to us in the sweet accents of love it may lure us from paths of rectitude to shame ignominy and wreck our life with sorrow and remorse or it may spur on us noblest efforts to acquire glory and honor here or hereafter 
according to the inflection of the voice a word may strike terror into the bravest heart or lull a timid child into peaceful slumber the word of an agitator may rouse the passions of a mob and impel it to awful bloodshed as the french revolution where dictatorial mandates of mob-like rule killed and exiled at pleasure or the strain of home sweet home may cement the setting of a family circle beyond possibility of rupture right words are true and therefore free they are never bound or fettered by time or space they go to the farthest corners of the earth and when the lips that spoke them first have long since mouldered in the grave other voices take up with unwearying enthusiasm their message of life and love as for instance the mystical come unto me which has sounded from unnumbered tongues and brought oceans of balm to troubled hearts words of peace have been victorious where war would have meant defeat and no talent is more to be desired than ability to always say the right word at the auspicious time considering thus the immense power and potency of the human word we may perhaps dimly apprehend the potential magnitude of the word of god the creative fiat when as a mighty dynamic force it first reverberated through space and commenced to form primordial matter into words as sound from a violin bow moulds sand into geometrical figures moreover the word of god still sounds to sustain the marching orbs and impel them onwards in their circle paths the creative word continues to produce forms of gradually increasing efficiency as media expressing life and consciousness the harmonious enunciation of consecutive syllables in the divine word mark successive stages in the evolution of the world of man when the last syllable has been spoken and the complete word has sounded we shall have reached perfection as human beings then time will be at an end and with that last vibration of the word of god the worlds will be resolved into their original elements our life will then be hid with christ in god until the cosmic night chaos is over and we wake to do greater things in a new heaven and a new earth according to the general idea chaos and cosmos are superlative antithesis of each other chaos being regarded as a past condition of confusion and disorder which has long been entirely superseded by cosmic order which now prevails as a matter of fact chaos is the seeding ground of cosmos the basis of all progress for thence come all ideas which materialize as railways steamboats telephones etc we speak of thoughts as being conceived by the mind but as both father and mother are necessary in the generation of a child so also there must be both the idea and mind before a thought can be conceived as semen germinated the positive male organ is projected into the negative uterus at conception so ideas are generated by a positive human ego in the spirit substance of the region of abstract thought this idea is projected upon the receptive mind and a conception takes place then as the spermatozoic nucleus draws upon the maternal body for material to shape a body appropriate to its individual expression so does each idea clothe itself in a peculiar form of mind stuff it is then a thought as visible to the inner vision of composite man as a child is to its parent thus we see that ideas are embryonic thoughts nuclei of spirit substance in the region of abstract thought improperly conceived in a diseased mind they may become vagaries and illusions 
but when gestated in a sound mind and formed into rational thoughts they are the basis of all material moral and mental progress and the closer our touch to chaos the better will be our cosmos for in that realm of abstract realities truth is not obscured by matter it is self-evident pilot was asked what is truth but no answer is recorded we are incapable of recognizing truth in the abstract while we live in the phenomenal world for the inherent nature of matter is illusion and delusion we are constantly making allowances and corrections whether we are conscious of the fact or not the sunbeam which proceeds for ninety million miles in a straight line is refracted or bent as soon as it strikes our dense atmosphere and according to the angle of its refraction it appears to have one color or another the straightest stick appears crooked when immersed partly in water and the truths which are so self-evident in the higher worlds are likewise obscured refracted or twisted all out of semblance under the illusory conditions of this material world the truth shall set you free said christ and the more we turn our aspirations from material acquisitiveness and seek to lay up a treasure above the more we aim to rise the oftener we get in the spirit the more readily we shall know the truth and reach liberation from the fetter of flesh which binds us to a limited environment and attain to a sphere of greater usefulness study of philosophy and science has a tendency to further perception of truth and as science has progressed it has gradually receded from its erstwhile crude materialism the day is not far off when it will be more reverently religious than the church itself mathematics is said to be dry for it doesn't stir the emotions when it is taught that the sum of the angles of a triangle is one hundred and eighty degrees the dictum is at once accepted because its truth is self-evident and no feeling is involved in the matter but when a doctrine such as the immaculate conception is promulgated and our emotions are stirred body bloody war or heated argument may result and still leave the matter in doubt pythagoras demanded that his pupils study mathematics because he knew the elevating effect of raising their minds above the sphere of feeling where it is subject to delusion and elevating it towards the reason of abstract thought which is the prime reality in this place we are dealing with words in particular and will therefore defer comment upon the remainder of the first five verses of st john's gospel and life became light in man five and light shines in darkness now we have seen that the earth is composed of three worlds which interpenetrate one another so that it is perfectly true when christ said that heaven is within you or the translation should have rather been among you we have also seen that of these three realms two are subdivided it has also been explained that each division serves a great purpose in the unfoldment of various forms of life which dwell in each of these worlds and we may note in conclusion that the lower regions of the desire world constitute what the catholic religion calls purgatory a place where the evil of a past life is transmuted to good usable by the spirit as conscience in later lives the higher regions of the desire world are the first heaven where all the good a man has done is assimilated by the spirit as soul power the region of concrete thought is the second heaven where as already said the spirit prepares its future environment on earth and the region of abstract thought is the third heaven but as paul said it is scarcely lawful to speak about that some will ask is there then no hell 
no the mercy of god tends as greatly toward the principle of good as the inhumanity of man towards cruelty so that he would consign his brother to flames of hell during eternity for the puerile mistakes committed during a few years or perhaps for a slight difference in belief the writer has heard of a minister who wished to impress his flock with the reality of an eternity of hell-flames, and to demonstrate the fallacy of a heretical notion entertained by some of his parishioners, that when sinners come to hell they burn to ashes, and that is the end. He took with him an alcohol lamp and some asbestos into the pulpit, and told his audience that God would turn their souls into a substance resembling asbestos he showed them that though the asbestos were heated red-hot it did not decompose into ashes fortunately the day of the hell preacher has gone by and if we believe the bible which says in god we live and move and have our being we can readily understand that a lost soul would be an impossibility for a single soul lost then logically a part of god himself would be lost no matter what our color, race, our creed, we are equally children of God in our various ways we shall obtain satisfaction. Let us therefore rather look to Christ and forget creed. Creed or Christ? No man loves God, who hates his kind, who tramples on his brother's heart and soul, who seeks to shackle, cloud, or fog the mind. By fears of hell has not perceived our goal. God sent our all religions blessed, and Christ the way the truth and life to give the heavy laden rest and peace from sorrow sin and strife at his request the universal spirit came to all the churches not to one alone on pentecostal morn a tongue of flame round each apostle as a halo shone since then as vultures ravenous with greed we have oft battled for an empty name and sought by dogma edict creed to send each other to the flame is christ then divided was cephas or paul nailed to the deathly tree if not then why these divisions at all christ's love doth embrace you and me his pure love is not confined by creeds which segregate and raise a wall his love enfolds embraces humankind no matter what ourselves or him we call then why not take him at his word why hold to creeds which tear us apart but one thing matters, be it heard, that brother love will fill every heart. There is but one thing that the world has need to know. There is but one balm for all our human woe. There is but one way that leads to heaven above, and that way is human sympathy and love. End of chapter 3, part 2 Recording by Kirk Ziegler, Ogden, Utah, voiceovers by Kirk.com.